and welcome inside the void with me, Spacey Ghost. What is the void? The void is spilling all of the tea this episode. Actually, it's my anime slash whatever podcast with bit less anime. No, I'm only kidding. I promise the anime's coming. No, this episode we're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. Maybe I'll do a review one of these of the earlier seasons. I don't know. Depends on if y'all are here for it. Or if I'm just bored and decide to do it because I'm my own person and can do my own things. But the newest season came out. I waited specifically to talk about the first two episodes. I mean, by the time this comes out, more episodes would probably come up. But in the meantime... We're only talking about the first two episodes, so I apologize if, um, this sounds a little dated, in a way. If more information comes out, then what I'm gonna talk about? Um, now this is spoilers. I mean, very weak spoilers, but still spoilers for those who haven't seen it yet. But, um, the, the reason why I waited for the first two episodes is because they split them up this season. That's kind of like the, ooh, spicy, like, (laughs) thing they did differently this season. They split it up in half, sort of, so that we could, like, get to know the queens better than we would if they just, like, jam-packed everyone like they typically do, which I think is a really brilliant idea. Because, again, you do really get to know the queens more personally. Since there's, like, less of them and less, like, high-strung, high-string, is high-string a word? But less high-energy. Because when you have, like, 14 gays at once being, like, top gay as it's, like, their first day in the workroom and the first day on stage and everything, that can be a little too much sometimes. This episode is just basically, like, my first impressions, my first... I don't know, thoughts on the current season. So this might be a little short since there's really not that many episodes out already. Um, The first episode had seven queens and I'm going to try and remember all of them. And by try, I mean I probably know all of them because I have the, the song they sing. I'm getting a little too far ahead myself. But um, I have the song they sing just, like, going on repeat currently. It's Brita Filter, Crystal Method, Gigi Good, Jacqueline Cox, I think? Heidi in the Closet. I mean, it's actually Heidi in Closet, but, like, I I just call her Heidi in the Closet. I feel like that's a better name. Like, they shit so much on her drag name (laughs) in the episode. Maybe she adds the the, it would be better. But I don't know. I'm not her. Maybe she will in the future. Who knows? Um, there's Nikki Doll and Widow Von Du. Is that seven? I think that's seven. I think I named all of them. Wow, congrats me. So, those are all the queens in the first episode. And right away, I'm just blown away by the talent, by the professionalism of them all. This group in the first, very first episode, it's just a solid good first episode in general. 
But just by the queens by themselves, like, oh my gosh, Britta, I already recognize. Like, I've seen her. Like, I don't follow her, but I've seen her around. I've heard of her name, which honestly rarely happens. <laughs> I really want to be more in tune with, like, the drag scene, just because I just love drag queens as an art form. But usually the queens on RuPaul's Drag Race, I don't really recognize. Last time I recognized one was Miss Fame, and that was like back in season five. Maybe even like a later one than that. Even though I say I recognize her, honestly, I'm not sure how I think about Britta. At least from, from what I see so far. Because like, I, I should, I, I should actually backtrack and go through what happens in the episode. Because it's pretty similar to, like, the next episode. So, to get the to get to know the queens better, for the mini-challenge, the queens have to do, like, a summer and fall runway. So that's already two looks. And then they have to write a rap choreography thing, and then perform that on stage. And then on top of the outfits for that... They have to do, a, a, you know, the basic runway towards the end of the show. So that's like four, four looks altogether, which is amazing, amazing for a first episode. But as for Britta, like, yes, yeah, she looks good, but like, I honestly don't remember a single thing she wore. And also, when it came to the choreography, granted, she said outright that like, choreography wasn't her strong suit. But it really seemed like she was struggling bad, despite all this talk like, oh yes, I'm the best, oh yes, I'm number one. Like, it kind of comes across that she thinks she's, like, at the very top, more so than she actually is. No shame. No shame against her. Like, she still turns it out, but I feel like some of the queens on the show turn it out a lot more than she does. Honestly... Even Heidi in Closet, even though she's, like, the quote-unquote, like, shy queen of the season, it looks like. But other than that, I have, like, little to no problems about the rest of the queens. I mean, Widow has a bit of an attitude issue, but, like, what would the show be if there was, like, none of that? And also, uh, Crystal Method... She's a queen whose kind of trademark is that she does clown makeup, which is great. And I love how Crystal Method, all of her looks are so very unique and outside of the box. Like, while clown is, like, the first thing that pops into your head when, when you see her, I think she's better described as, like, a jack-in-the-box. Like, like you, you crank the little thing, you listen to the pretty music... But you don't know what's going to pop up. You don't know what to expect. The only downside is that I think her the makeup that she uses for her face is a bit too greasy looking. Or at least it does look that way on camera. So hopefully that changes. Hopefully that elevates. Other than that, she's kooky. She's fun. She's going to bring such good, exciting energy to the cast. I'm excited. The two queens that I got my eye on the most out of the group would have to be Gigi Good and... I'm gonna be really mad at myself. 
I need to know this queen's name. Jackie Cox. Okay. It's not Jacqueline. I mean, I guess that could be a full version of her name. But those are the two that I'm going to keep my eye on the most. Just because they seem to have such high professionalism just by themselves. Like, no matter what look they t they've turned out so far has been some of the best. Gigi just looks gorgeous no matter what. Both in, in and out of drag. And I can't believe she's 21. She's like hella young. And yet seems like she's been doing this for like decades. I don't know if y'all have already seen the episode or not. But look up Gigi Good. And look at her in that pirate uniform. That That is absolutely gorgeous. Such Kira Knightley Pirates of the Caribbean vibes. And Jackie Cox, she does more, like, period drag. And by period drag, I mean, like, 50s, 60s-ish era. Maybe even a dash of 70s. But the way she pulls it off, it doesn't look like it's just some silly gimmick. Like, it literally looks like it's just something she, like, casually threw on, but is also stunning as hell while wearing it. And also while watching them both as they're like doing the choreography and stuff before the actual performance stuff and just watching them in the workroom, they both exude really high leadership out of the group. So just on leadership ability by themselves, if they don't make it to like the final four, like what is the show doing? <laughs> both Heidi in Closet and... Nikki doll worry me though because they're both so far they're both like quiet queens i mean granted nikki has a lot to say but they have very subdued natures and i hope they don't pull stupid ass like oh you gotta break out of your shell narratives like they did with pearl and like they did with cameron michaels because not every queen has to be like popping outside the box full energy 100% of the time. There can be queens that are like more quiet and such and still be fierce as fuck. But other than that, I wasn't sure what to think about Nikki at first, especially with that first outfit that she wore. But the more I saw her, the more... And the more I think about her, the more I wanted to see more of her. Like, I want to see what else she has in her suitcase especially that final outfit with the fucking steel feathers at the shoulders. So gorgeous. And one of the best of the final runways, I should say. I would say that um, from the song that they come up with or sing or just make lyrics for, whatever, for the song in the episode, my two favorite lyrics, the ones that keep me Going back to the song and re-listening to it, despite the whole thing being a bop, it's um, Gigi Good and Nikki Doll. I really hope they have some kind of like music career on the side or start to after this season, because I, I need to listen to them more. They both have beautiful voices, very smart with their lyrics. Also, uh, don't mind if I'm horny for a second, but their lyrics also sound incredibly sexy. Also, I didn't even touch on the host of this episode. The very first episode right off the gate, they have fucking Nicki Minaj as the guest host. I love Nicki Minaj from the bottom of my heart. 
I don't care if her music sounds kind of like trashy or I don't know. I know some people that don't really like listening to Nicki Minaj. I almost just screwed up her name and I would have felt so sorry. But I think out of all of the um, solo female artists out there, she's one of the best. Even if you don't like her music, she's just such a sweetheart and so caring outside of, like, the music. Also, she's wicked intelligent. Like, way more than people would expect. She's a fucking businesswoman. And I'm really upset, in a way, because it seems like lately with all the guests on, on Drag Race, they're just there to be there. They're just there to be in an episode. They don't tend to leave that much criticism or, like, helpful advice or anything. And in some cases, some guests don't even say anything. And it's like, why were you here? But no, Nikki, she had so much to say as as a guest judge. She actually did her job in, like, judge the people instead of just staring at them like "Ooh, you look fly it makes me wish Nicki minaj was like a permanent spot on drag race she even just on the fly busted out her own lyrics for for the song and now i wish there was a remix with those involved because that would be that would make a bomb as shit song even better heightened to all the degrees Hell, just get rid of RuPaul, just have Nicki Minaj there. That would make the show so much better. I say that because I don't know about you guys, but like the more seasons I see, the more I just don't really like RuPaul. I mean, I already am not that big of a fan just because like I happen to be trans don't know if you guys knew that. Spoilers. Oh shit. And even though RuPaul is like a gay man, like in the community, and you expect, you expect like a drag queen to understand like trans issues and stuff. And even though gay rights um, started all because of a trans woman, like you'd, you'd expect someone like RuPaul to be better, but RuPaul's actually transphobic and a really bad actor (laughs) and sure RuPaul's the host but really not that great of a person and I do like some of RuPaul's music but mostly all of the older shit maybe that's why um the final challenges have been just them doing their own lyrics to RuPaul's songs just so RuPaul can have people like continue listening to his music but yeah, just, just switch RuPaul with Nicki Minaj. Keep the rest of the judges. I like the other judges. Even though Michelle Visage, even though she's kind of a bitch, like, you need you need that hard love. Like, not all the judges are gonna be all nice and peppy. And also, even though it has been a few seasons since this happened, I really like how Ross Matthews is a part of the judging. When I was in high school... I used to stay up late night and watch um, Chelsea Lately. I don't know if anyone would even recognize what that is anymore. It was like some stupid late night talk show that was kind of shitty. It was like on Entertainment Weekly. And Ross Matthews was... I I don't remember what Ross Matthews even did. 
on the show. I just knew he was like a permanent spot on it. Maybe like a secondary host. I don't know. But either way, he always stuck out to me. Ross is nice as fuck and I love everything Ross says that comes out of his mouth. I'm trying to think if there's anything else about that first episode that I wanted to talk about before moving on to thoughts about the second episode. I think just out of that group by itself, if she doesn't elevate her game, I could kind of see Crystal Method leaving early. And again, I say that in um, the nicest of ways. Because other than the face makeup, and even that can be left alone if it just looked less greasy. Like, she's already, like, super good. But then again, we haven't seen them in acting challenges, in improv. Oh, holy shit, I didn't even think about Snatch Game. Like, hopefully she survives all of those. Heidi in Closet too. Like, I'm worried, if anything, she'll crash and burn during Snatch Game. If she makes it that far. But it'd be cool if she did. As for the second episode, here's what I was thinking was going to happen. I was thinking it was just going to be a straight shot-for-shot remake of the first, but just with different queens. And granted, while the basic outline was the same, they ended up doing something different a bit. Like, they kept the fall and spring look runways, and they still had to choreograph a song and write their own lyrics for it. But instead of it being the same exact song and same exact style, instead of a rap, it was like a more um, Broadway number, specifically Fosse. And they had a different guest. They had Robin as a guest. And honestly, I don't remember the second guest, but there was a second guest there too. And I'm a little disappointed because it would have been great if it was just like... um, There was one episode in the UK version of RuPaul's Drag Race where they had to um, choreograph their own lyrics, but it was to the same exact song, and it really let you, like, compare the two, like, who, who wrote the better lyrics, like, who better fit the song. I was really excited to see, like, another rap with, like, other boss ass bitches. And they're still boss-ass bitches. But, since it was in a totally different style, it wasn't even like a poppy style. It was Broadway. It was slower. The choreography wasn't even that great either. Like, not only am I disappointed, I didn't even like the second number. I haven't even listened to it since the first time I watched it. Like I said earlier... With Robin, I don't really listen to her music. I don't really know who she is other than the fact that she writes music. And I probably wouldn't have even known that if it weren't for the fact that they used her for the uh, lip sync song. But like with past judges before, she just kind of sat there and and didn't really give any critiques, didn't really judge, was just there to like be there. Same with the other judge. I don't even remember the other judge's name. That's how lackluster it was. Why didn't they bring back Nikki? I know she doesn't fit the genre of 
the the song they were doing lyrics for. But still, come on. Also, I don't know about you guys, but the queens that came in the second time around, I don't know. They didn't leave that much of an impression on me as the first episode. The only ones I remember are Rock'em Sakura. That's just because I knew instantly I was going to love her. I mean, she's a nerd. All up in on the manimes. And she does have a very unique style of her own. With, like, how she does her face makeup. It's kind of... I know a lot of people do this similarity with her. But it's very... Trixie Mattel. It's very um, kimchi. It's sort of like that. And right when she comes into the room, so much energy. Like a fucking little kid. And I love it. I hope she brings that same energy to future acting challenges. Or, like, any other types of challenges where they have to, like, move around a lot. Also, Jan. Jan's great. Jan's gonna be a secret one that's gonna, like, sneak sneak up on you. Mostly for the fact that she knew. So, the runway they had to do for the second episode was Tool. Which, you think Tool, you immediately think, like, big, giant, flowy dresses. Like, imagine a loofah, but as a dress. Like, she knew everyone was gonna do that silhouette. And she was like, nah, I'm gonna completely reconstruct this. In ways you didn't even think you could use this fabric. Is it even fabric? (laughs) Is it? I'm not big up on the fashions. But when I think of tulle, granted, it is a crafting product. For outfits. But my mind just goes to, like, curtains. (laughs) So, Jan, I applaud you. I hope to see more of you. I hope you last. I really hope you do. I mentioned on Twitter that she exudes uh, Cheryl Hole energy. And I'm here for it. Because I also was a huge fan of Cheryl Hole when the UK season came up. Even though there was, like, no way she was gonna win. No offense. No offense, Cheryl. You're great, I love you, but it was obvious from the get-go that the Vivian was to be crowned. Like, you could just tell from the editing, but but that's besides the point. Um, Jada. Jada Essence Hall. She's one that is just so gorgeous to look at. So much. I could see her getting really high up in the season. Hopefully she doesn't butt heads too much. Because, ooh, she bites. (laughs) She has claws. But I'm also kind of here for it. That's just me this whole podcast. I'm here for it. TDLR, that's the thing that it's called. TLDR, I'm here for it. What are you here for? It. I'm here for it. Who else do I remember? I remember... I forget even her name and I feel so bad. She was even the first one in the fucking Broadway thing. There was one queen that had, like, sort of Betty Boop, but spooky kind of aesthetic going on. Even though she's kind of subdued, like I mentioned about Nikki and Heidi in Closet. I hope she, like, breaks out of her shell, and I also am afraid and hope that they don't do as stupid oh, why are you so quiet kind of narrative with her. 
I also hope that's not a reason why she'll get kicked off. But I'm just saying, I could see it coming a mile away if that's what happens with her. And I feel bad, because immediately, because she's different, because she has a different background than typical drag queens, at least this current day and age, everyone's just hounding on her, and judging her, and basically, not outright saying it, but basically subtly saying that she's not like a real drag queen. And they better stop. <laughs> they better not not do that shit. Leave her alone. Just because she's different than y'all doesn't mean you get to shame her. Just because she's not out in the high big city clubs every night. Just because she's not in all them glamorous pageants doesn't mean she's any less of a queen than y'all. And I'm really curious what her background actually is. Like, they don't actually fully explain. But it's obvious it's not, like, the other girls, so... Please, I hope we find out soon. I just remembered another queen that was in the second episode. And... It's kind of for bad reasons. Because, um, I'm not gonna say her name in case that, like, triggers any of y'all. But there's a queen... That, like, right after the first episode, it recently came out that she's a pretty shitty person for serious reasons. And when all the truth and shit, like, came to light about her, like, she apologized on Facebook, but it was more, like, kind of like a shrug kind of thing. Like, it didn't really feel like a real apology. And they have addressed it. They did uh, rule out that on the show since... All of the episodes besides the finale have already been filmed and are done with and in the past. Instead of just like canceling the show outright, they just disqualified her. So I hope that doesn't mean that she makes it to top four. Hope that just means we just have to deal with her until she gets kicked off. But sadly from the edits and everything, it feels like she lasts a long time. And it sucks because she is talented. And this might be just knowing things about her that taints it, but I, I'm not a big fan of her. She has very stereotypical, like, oh, I'm an older queen, and oh, how dare you not know what Fosse is? What? You're a drag queen and you don't know Fosse? I am a fucking LGBT musical theater nerd. And I don't even know what Fosse is. Like, the way this queen is like, oh, you have you not seen Chicago? Like, so what if they haven't seen Chicago? And this is not me shaming her for just being an older queen. It's just... She, she's the main queen who was judging the spooky one for um, not having a traditional background and being like, so then what do you do as a drag queen? So why are you a drag queen? Like, granted, it could just be edited weird and evilish, <laughs> And she could possibly be genuinely asking. But also it comes across as, like, only her form of drag is, like, the true drag. And everyone else's isn't. And I really don't like that. Oh, I didn't even touch on 
the the big twist other than the fact that the two episodes were separate to get to know the queens personally um no one goes home no one goes home at all which is great because this is a wholesome time again getting to know the queens knowing what they're about it would have been shit if like one of them goes home like oh sorry your death drop wasn't sickening enough and then the next episode happens, and it's like, oh shit, these queens are so much worse. I'm paraphrasing and joking and doing a parody. The queens are great. But um, yeah, it would suck to like send one queen home the first episode without seeing what the other queens have had to offer. So I do like that. I enjoy that so much. Makes me worry that they're gonna do like a double elimination right off the bat, though. Also, there were only six queens that showed up in the second episode. And I believe it's confirmed that there's 14 queens. So like, who's the final queen? Are they bringing someone back? I really hope they don't bring anyone back. And who would it even be though? I hope it's just a fresh queen, you know? Like one that hasn't been on the show before. Cause like, honestly, I didn't like how they did that with, um, what even was her name? Um the last season. I think it was the last season. I don't even know my shit. Granted, it's because the last two seasons I watched out of order. <laughs> so it could have been just two seasons ago. Eureka! <laughs> I found it! <laughs> Her! She's the one I wish they didn't bring back. I mean, granted, she fucking turned it out. But I don't know, she could have just, like, done that on the on her own. She didn't really need RuPaul to, like, grace her presence and, like, help her do that. Watch, they, like, show the surprise other queen and it's, like, fucking Alaska or someone. Like, no one would have a chance. Maybe Gigi. Maybe. I might be a Gigi stan. That might be my fate. I'm trying to think if there's anything else... I might be missing. I know I've already said this. I'm going kind of off my head here and I'm sorry if I seem a little rushed and just saying everything at once because I'm excited. I'm trying really hard not to follow too many queens on social media though because I'm worried that like as soon as a fave goes home, all of a sudden I'm going to see so many sad tweets before I even get a chance to watch it. Because I'm watching it on Prime, and the thing about Prime is that um, I can't watch it as it comes out. I have to wait till, for some stupid reason, 3 a.m. like the next day. So I can't even watch it on Friday. I have to wait until like, I have to wait until Saturday. And even then, I typically work in the morning on Saturdays. So I have to wait pretty much a full 24 hours before I watch anymore. And I don't even know where to watch Untucked. I mean, I found VH1. Sorry if the audio sounds weird. The cat keeps headbutting the mic. So if you hear that, I apologize. He's being very much an attention whore right now. But no, like, I found, like, if you go on VH1, they have Untucked there. But there's, like, a lot of awkward commercial breaks that aren't commercial breaks. So I hope there's, like, a different place to watch Untucked, or hopefully they'll eventually come out on Prime. I don't know. Like, there's a spot for it on Prime, but no episodes have happened. So I want to know things. What queens 
do y'all like either just in general or specifically uh season 12 what queens do are you not a fan of or have not left that great of impression on you what was your favorite look i mean in my opinion it was pretty much all gg all of jackie cox's it just hit me It just hit me that her name is a pun. Jacking off Cox. Jackie Cox. I mean, it hit me when I was watching the show, but it's re-hitting me now. Jesus, fuck these names. Um, also, Nikki Doll's, like, metal bird shoulder thing. Fucking love that. Also, which song did you like? I realize I didn't even say the names of the fucking songs. <laughs> This whole podcast. Um, the rap one was I'm That Bitch, while the Broadway-style one was You Don't Know Me. So yeah, which was your fave? I want to know. DM me on Twitter, at Spacey underscore Ghost, or email me, uh, SpaceyGhostBusiness at gmail.com, and I'll say your answers live. And by live, I mean pre-recorded for the next one (laughs) and the next podcast is if i'm not too excited about drag race more um next episode is definitely gonna be castlevania or maybe witcher look at me waffling here no because i kind of want to do witcher and castlevania like side by side because they both feel like they have the same vibes going on and it just works Yesterday, I think, is when they finally released the next season of Castlevania. I've been just so busy, I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it. But I will watch it soon. And then I'll record for Castlevania. And then Witcher. Because while I'm behind on the Witcher train, it looks like something I'd be into. And then maybe more Drag Race, we'll see. But until then... I still forgot how I typically end these, so bye friends!